stuff. It's episode 48 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You've found my show where I talk to creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. On today's show, I talk to Dr. Tova Klein, who wrote the book, How Toddlers Thrive, and we tackled a very, very pressing and important question for parents today. That question is screen time. How much is too much? How much iPad is too much iPad? How much TV show is too much TV? How much Diego is too much Diego? How much Dora is too much Dora? How much Doc McStuffins is too much Doc McStuffins? Luckily, Tova had some answers, and her answers were just very, very meaningful and useful to me. I talked to Tova several weeks ago, and I'm still using her advice in my family, and we're seeing some results, or at the very least, it's making me feel a little bit better about screen time, how we limit it, how we do it, how we use it, things like that. In addition, talk to Uncle D and Auntie C about gift shopping for their nieces and nephews. Is it easy? I don't know. You'll have to listen to find out. We're going to pass on 4 plus 1 this week because, quite simply, all we listen to is Trolls and Moana, and I need a break from it. So, this week, no 4 plus 1. However, next week we're coming back strong. I'm going to outlaw Moana and outlaw Trolls because, quite frankly, I've had enough. Thanks for listening. For everything and anything that you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, just go to www.goodstuffpod.com. Goodstuffpod.com. This is probably our last episode until New Year's, until 2017. So wishing you all a very, very happy New Year. And may 2017 be filled with oodles and oodles and oodles of good stuff. Thanks for listening. Talk to you at the end of the show. Hold on, Uncle D. Why do you need to text me that? Because, because I don't know what to get your your three and four year old daughters. For, well, first of for, all, Uncle D. Yeah, is she five? Clarify that <laughs> she's five. <laughs> and not four. Really, it's really troubling for an aunt and uncle who don't have kids yet uh-huh. to find um, find gifts because I don't I don't know like what the latest trends are for you know, three to five-year-olds. So, Auntie C, you're saying that you don't know what the latest trends are for for three- and five-year-olds, girls in particular, and that makes holiday shopping difficult for an aunt and an uncle? Absolutely, yeah. We can't, it's something we can't really do without the help of the parents. And I personally have no idea. So, but I did try to help you. You did. So you try. It was great. You tried to help me. Uh-huh. You gave me a couple ideas. Yeah. Uh, and then I asked Mrs. Good Stuff what to get them. And she said that she had better ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so she had completely different things to say than I did? She may have said that your ideas, they weren't so good. Auntie <laughs> C. Auntie C. Do you agree with that statement that? That Mrs. Good Stuff, your sister-in-law, had better ideas than I did? I think, if anything, she was just more decisive. She, like, knew right away, like, what we should get. It wasn't like, well, this is what you could get. It's like, this is what you should get. Uh, so it was like, it was like a point of authority almost. 
It was almost like she was a reputable source. <laughs> it's almost like she she actually had an idea. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just about right. Um, Auntie Steve, yes. Uncle D, you're going to be coming to Good Stuff Studios in just a few a few days. Perhaps we'll get. Are we going to do? A, are we going to do a live session? A live in studio session. Well, thank you for your help. I think that your uh, your struggle with buying gifts for your nieces and nephews is one that's shared by people all over the world. So I think that people relate to your struggle. I don't because I think I gave you great ideas, but maybe some other people do. <laughs> you, you did not. <laughs> All right. Bye. I got to go. <laughs> Good Welcome, Dr. Tova Klein, to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's completely and totally my pleasure. As I told you, um, I've known of you without really knowing of you for a long time. Um, I, I read your your article about five simple tips for for basically like handling your kids in in, in my words uh, years ago, and I try to use a lot of that um, for all of my kids of their various ages. So it's. Uh, it's amazing to come full circle and talk to you. Um, can you. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. Um, well, I have for a long time run the Barnard College Center for Toddler Development, and I'm on faculty in psychology, um, and more recently wrote a book related to that work. The book's called How Toddlers Thrive, but really my work and my kind of passion is working with parents and children. My background's in psychology. So I run basically a center that's a program for young children, and it's a research center and a teaching and learning center, and for college students who go out in the world and do great things. Um, and I basically spend my life translating the life of the child, particularly the young child, but it's kind of all age children. You know, what? How does the ch the child see the world? And I take the research and the thinking but also the child's view, and I translate that to students, to parents, to, you know, people designing programs to say, you know, if we see the world from the child's point of view, then we shift how we, re how we react to them, but also how we interact with them and how we act as parents. And so I, and we're going to get to sort of some bigger topics, but just out of curiosity, when, when do you see a profound shift when you're dealing with parents and you tell them that sort of simple thing like see things through your kids eyes how big of a of a change can that make in the relationship um, actually it can make a huge change because as adults we are socialized hopefully rational people <laughs> you know who know how to act in certain places but we have a very specific you know well-developed mind and mindset and socialization and children particularly young children aren't there yet their world is very different and so just a little bit of seeing the world a little differently can completely shift how you parent and make it actually makes life easier for the child but it really makes it easier and more enjoyable for the parent mm -hmm. which then is like a trickle down to the whole family right that right. that makes tons of sense um, so um, the, the main reason that I, I reached out to you to talk is um, sort of in, in the general sense that um, Parents don't really know what to do sometimes, and, and don't they don't know who to ask, and don't know where to go. Um, and there's so much information, you know. Yes, so, so much. So you Google it, and thousands of articles come up, and you go on Twitter, and thousands of things to find. Um, and I think that's something that my generation of parents struggle with, which is you know with the 
um, the idea of like you know iPads and Kindle Fires and screens and the on demand and like just so yeah. much TV, so much screens is is we just are so uh, insecure if that's the word it might be insecure like about like how much is too much or, or or like how do we manage this and and there's so much guilt i think that's what it is actually so much guilt associated with like for example every night at dinner time it's wild in my house as you can imagine with, with the 7 5 and 3 year old and and there's people getting up and there's yelling and there's you know whatever and food on the floor and everywhere and and i think to myself and i'm going to be really honest and, and share my experience yeah. and i think to myself oh just get to 6 because at six o'clock the TV goes down, everyone will settle down, and it'll be yeah. a little bit quiet. But I feel such guilt about that. So what I want to hear from the expert from you is what are what are your thoughts as the expert on screen time and and how we can use it or how we shouldn't use it? Just a general screen time question for you. You know, this is the biggest question I get. Like, no matter what age the child is, no matter what knowledge I have, this is the question of the era is screen time because it's so new. TVs aren't new, but anybody with a young, middle, or even teenage child are raising children in an era completely different than any of us grew up. We had TVs, that was it. Um, and I think everybody's looking for a rubric, right? You know, what does the American Academy of Pediatrics say? But, but none of that's going to ever answer it for anyone, right? Because we're constantly in these positions, you know, you're waiting in line somewhere. Do I give my child the iPhone? Um, you know, children begging to be on the iPad. And I think the way to think about this in terms of a framework is, one is it's all still very new. You know, the iPad and iPhone haven't been out that long. But any child born in the last five years was born into it. And our children are growing up with it. It's here to stay, et cetera. But I think for parents, the key is that we are thoughtful and mindful and know that there may not be a right answer. But I can tell you a couple of things. One is, in those early years in particular, and again in adolescence, it's funny, the, the brain of that very young child from birth to five is growing the most rapidly, but in adolescence, you see a big shift again, a big jump. And um, in those years, or if you think about what we're doing, we raise our children, we're trying to help them learn things like handling their emotions, self-control, what we call patience, um, you know, focus and persistence. And all of that has to do with kind of treating our children in the moment and not feeling like we have to satisfy them all the time. So one of the problems with portable devices that you don't, it's not a problem with the TV because you don't pick up a TV and move it from room to room. The portable devices, we hand them to our kids all the time. And so if you're kind of thoughtful about it, you say, do I really want to hand my two-year-old or five-year-old an iPhone or do I want to play an I Spy game where we wait for the meal to come to the restaurant? If you're willing to play the I Spy game or tell them a story or whatever to keep them waiting, you're helping them learn to delay gratification. That's the biggest gift you can give to your child. When we keep handing them the iPhone, they want it more, 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 more. And so the, the best advice I think parents can take today is to say, I got to be mindful of when I'm doing it and why. So, you know, your example is great. At six o'clock, the TV goes on in your house and everybody kind of settles down. That's part of the routine, mm -hmm. right? You say, look, kids, after dinner, we watch TV. That's your routine. It's very clear. It's not kind of haphazard. Um, but rules and limits 
are the most important thing you can do around technology because it's going to keep changing. And I don't even think we can predict how it's going to change. Right. But we want our children to be able to have it in their life without being obsessed with it. And it's a tricky world to be growing up in because probably 20 years from now, it may not be such a big deal. Mm -hmm. So I'm always saying to parents, you know, think about when you're giving it to them and why. Oh, okay. It definitely takes, particularly for younger children, it takes them out of the world. But for older children too, if, if you're on your device, this is true for us as adults, or you're on an iPad, you're not looking around you seeing what's going on. And children learn about the world by being in it and looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, thank you. I feel, I feel better. <laughs> but, so th- but there's another side to it. Um, and, and you mentioned that you work with parents a lot. And I think about role modeling a lot. Yes. Um, so, and I find that I'm guilty of this too. When, you know, you say kids are sponges and they see this and, and, and but then I cannot stop like checking yeah. my phone. So what do you, what are your, I mean, just lay it out, like lay it on the parents yes. out there. You've just asked, I think this is the question of the moment, right? Which is that children learn from us, right? So whether it's how to handle screens or the big important things like, you know, everybody wants their child to be kind or empathic. Well, I would say, well, they learn that from us. You know, if I'm rude to somebody, they learn, oh, that's how you treat people. You know, if I'm kind to my child when they're having a hard time and I'm empathic, they actually learn, oh, I can be kind and empathic too. They watch, watch, watch us. So that's that's one thing. Two is children need a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't need to be hovered over all the time. They don't need us to, to meet their every need. But when our children are with us, and they ask us a question or they just look over for a little reassurance and our heads are down and we're on that device, we cannot divide our attention. Mm -hmm. And children really do feel like mommy or daddy are not here for me. And it's a terrible feeling. Mm -hmm. So it's different than if you're reading the newspaper or doing the dishes. That's kind of mild distraction. But our technology pulls us in in a whole different way. So I think it's really key that parents think about when am I on this and when do I need to be on it? I think we need as many restrictions for ourselves as we need for our children. Uh, Wow. Right? If you you have game time after dinner, you you play a game with your kids, you go outside in your yard or something, you're with them. But if you're on that device, the child feels like daddy's not with me. Wow. Okay. I know. It's a a tall order because don't have any restrictions. If you don't have restrictions for yourself, it takes you out of your child's, you know, sort of purview. Yeah. And you come up with rules. Uh, you know, I've heard parents say, we have a basket and when we enter the house, you know, after work, I know that's my time with my child and I put it away. Uh-huh. Or we don't have it in the, you know, dining room or where we eat dinner. Or, you know, we have certain places where we go. I think it's really important to say to children, you know what, I have to take a work call or I have to do some work, even though they don't like that. You say, I have to go do some work. I'm going into my bedroom or my home office and I'll be back in a few minutes. Says to them, there's a difference between when I'm with you and when I'm not. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, well, thank you for that. I think that that helps. And, the, you know, the American Pediatric Guidelines, I think in terms of, 
of time and things like that, and no screens under two. I think it all makes sense, but I also think that, and this is something that I try to, uh, when I'm talking with my friends, is just to remain non-judgmental because every family's got their own routine. Every family's got their own way to make things work. And and, and like your kids may sit on the couch and like look at a book, but if I were to say to maybe my, I don't know, maybe my kids, like let's have some (laughs) like quiet time on the couch, like, there's gonna they be go crazy. there's <laughs> gonna be a full on hardcore wrestling match yeah. right in, in seconds. Um, so thank you for for that. Um, Let me just add something to this, which is yeah, sure. Technology or anything else that we do at home is pattern. It's behavior patterns, and it's actually not that hard to change behavior if we change ours. So that's what I've found. You know, families who feel like there's too much of it, they say, you know, my kids on it too much, I'm on it too much. Actually saying we're going to change what we do as the parents will change the child as well. Uh-huh. Say, so, you know, we're going to put this away and we're not going to have this now. Children respond to us. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to try this tonight. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, thank you for that. So I also want to say, um, without getting into it too much, that uh, I've, I've been following you on Twitter um, and you have some really good resources for um for sort of what's transpired in the last few weeks in the political world. So without getting into it too much, I I think that it could be, um, I just want to say, as I lead you to telling how we can follow you, that it is a worthwhile follow for lots of different reasons. Um, Because I I think that for, for talking to kids about this and even like, coming to terms with it, however we feel about it, whichever side of right. the, the political fence we, we are on, um, it, it's really helpful. So that being said, how can, uh, how can we follow you and what you're doing? Well, it depends what social media you're on. <laughs> so I am on Twitter, Tova P. Klein, and I'm on Facebook where I post pretty young child, but also parent things. On, and that's a um, book page, How Toddlers Thrive. Mm-hmm. I also have a website where I post um, howtoddlersthrive.com, and there's a newsletter, an occasional newsletter that I write, you know, an email newsletter, so you can sign up for that there. And right. I try to stay current. I mean, I totally agree with your frame for this podcast, which is parents are overwhelmed by the amount of information. I think it is confusing, and I see my role as saying, actually, what do we know children need and how you apply that varies by parent there's no right or wrong way to be a parent Mm -hmm. but there are some core things that children need like safety and security and love wow well uh thank you for thank you for your time thank you for all the work that you've done thanks for uh leading the charge i think you're leading the charge (laughs) in a lot of ways um so maybe we'll talk again soon that would be awesome okay thanks for having me all right no problem bye-bye bye Thank you so much to Dr. Klein for coming on. I mean, I felt better. What can I say? I know this is not about me. It's not about my family. It's about all of us as parents and all of us as families trying to find our way through this. But I really found that what Dr. Klein had to say was really, really helpful for us. One thing that we've done is at dinner time or at any meal really when we eat together as a family is I turn my phone off and I put it up on a high shelf and my kids now have figured out that when I do that, that means that I am 100% attentive to them and what they're doing. So hopefully you all got something out of that. Hopefully that helped to clear some things up, maybe ease some guilt. I know it did for me. 
Wishing you all an extremely happy beginning to 2017. Hold those people you love close to you. Give them big hugs, big kisses. Thanks for listening. We will see you in 2017. Stuff.